Amen. So take them with you. Amen. Pass them out to be encouraged for Brother and Sister Hutchins, which will be here with us the end of the month. Purpose in your heart to be at every service. See what the Lord will do. Amen. In this jubilee. Amen. To the book of Second Chronicles this morning, chapter 7. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 10 through verse 22. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verses 10 through verse 22. I still hear some pages ruffling in the Bible. So we'll get there. Second Chronicles, chapter 7. <laughs> In the wrong world. <laughs> this is Wayne's world. <laughs> Amen. Second Chronicles, chapter 7, verse 10. And on the three and twentieth day, or the twenty-third day of the seventh month, he sent the people away into their tent, glad and merry in heart for the goodness that the Lord had showed unto David, to Solomon, to Israel, his people. Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord in the king's house, and all that king into Solomon's heart to make in the house of the Lord. And in his own house he's prosperously affected. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for an house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal the land, hear their land. Now my eyes shall be open and my ears attentive unto thy, the prayer that is made in this place. For now have I chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever, and mine eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. And as for thee, if thou wilt walk before me as David thy father walked, and do according to all that I have commanded thee, and shall observe my statutes and my judgments, then will I establish the throne of thy kingdom according as I have covenant with David thy father, saying, There shall not fail thee a man to be ruler in Israel. But if you turn away and forsake my statutes and my commandments, which I have set before you, and shall go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will pluck them up by the roots out of my land which I have given them. And this house which I have sanctified for my name I will cast out of my sight and will make it to be a proverb and a byword among all nations. And this house which is high shall be an astonishment to everyone that passeth by it. 
so that he shall say, Why hath the Lord done thus unto this land and unto this house? And it shall be answered, because they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, and laid hold on other gods, and worshipped them, and served them. Therefore hath he brought all this evil upon them. And I want to talk to you for a moment from this thought. Terms and conditions. Terms and conditions. Lord, we exalt you today again, God. I I praise you, Lord, and I thank you, God, for your presence that I feel in this place. God, there is none like you. You are indeed the glory, and you are the lifter up of our heads. And I praise you, Lord God, again today for your people. I ask you, God, that you would give us each wisdom and knowledge of understanding of you, Lord, in your way, that you would order our steps according to thy word, O God, and that you would direct us in every way, God. Let your spirit be with us that when we leave this place, we will leave changed and renewed and refreshed in the power of the Holy Ghost, O God, and all that you will do for us in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. Amen. Terms and conditions. Most contracts that we sign or you purchase something, you realize that usually down on those contracts and the small prints are what is called terms and conditions. When you go to a hotel and you want to get online in that hotel, Usually once they give you the password for that hotel and you log on, before you can get sign in, you will see something that will come up and it's called terms and conditions. And you have to accept those terms and conditions if you want to log in on that website. When you purchase that cell phone that you talk on every day, it comes with terms and conditions. When you establish a Facebook account, it has terms and conditions. When you apply for a loan, a purchase a car, all these things comes with terms and conditions. You see, terms and conditions are general and special arrangements and provisions and requirements and rules and specifications and standards that bind you to that agreement or to that contract. However, where most people err is they do not read the terms and the conditions because they want the car, because they want the cell phone, because they want to get online in a hotel, they do not read the terms and conditions. You see, those terms and conditions can bind you if you violate certain principles and rules. That's why when you're late in payments a lot of times, yes, the company may notify you and tell you that you did not send in your payment, and then you go, oh my, I forgot, and you send in the payment, they're still going to charge you a late charge because you violated the terms 
and the conditions. You see, the terms and conditions bind you. They hold you. And at the same time, the terms and conditions work for you as well. Because if the company does not do what they say they're going to do, you have the right to hold them to the terms and conditions that are listed in there that they say that they will do as well. You see, we must realize that God has terms and conditions when it comes to our salvation. Jesus told Nicodemus, except the man be born again of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Everyone wants to go to heaven, but what are the terms and conditions? We got to be born again of the water and the spirit. We have to follow peace with all men and holiness without shall no man see the Lord. We have to take up our cross and follow Jesus Christ. we got to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And we have to love our neighbor as ourselves. Because these are terms and conditions that God has placed upon, amen, the contract that he makes with us. We must not respect other people. James tells us that we have respect to persons, we commit sin and transgress. Amen. And God is no respecter of persons here. Stay with me. In Galatians 3, 26 through 29, Paul tells us, for you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many has been baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you're all one in Christ. Any of your crises, then are you Abraham's seed and your heirs according to the promise. But we have to ask ourselves, and then and we must ask ourselves, are we violating the terms and the conditions? Do we hinder God's move because we're violating the terms and the conditions? You see, all the promises of God are yea and amen. But if we violate the terms by our fear, if we violate the terms by our doubts, if we violate the terms by trusting in man more than God, God is not obligated to do what he says he was going to do. Asaph came out, amen, and he met, excuse me, Azariah came out and he met Asa in Second Chronicles 15, and this is what he said. And the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Odad, and he went out to meet Asa, and he said to him, Hear you me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin, the Lord is with you, while you be with him, if you forsake him, he will be. If you seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. You see, you're in an agreement with God. See, when you're born again, you come into the covenant relationship with God. See, and so it's a mutual agreement. Now, you do something, God does something. Amen. But if you violate your part of the contract or the terms and condition, God is not obligated to fulfill that responsibility. He's only obligated when you do what he tells you and you agree with him to do. Notice what Azariah said to Asa. The Lord is with you. But what is the terms? If you be with him and seek him, he will be found of you. 
But if you forsake him, he's going to forsake you. Amen. And so you have to ask yourself, am I violating the chances of the agreement? Amen. You have to ask yourself, am I keeping my promises that I made to God? Amen. If I want him to do his part, amen, I've got to do my part. Amen. He's not obligated to do anything for you if you're not keeping the agreement. That's what happened to Israel. Amen. They just kept violating. They just kept going away from God. And then they wanted him to take care of them. But they, you notice, God did nothing for them until they came back into the agreement and back into the relationship. So you have to ask yourself, am I doing what God has, I agreed to do with God from the start? When I got baptized, when I made vows uh, to before him, when I committed my life to him, am I still fulfilling my responsibilities that I made to him, amen, so that he will do what he said he was going to do, amen. So these terms and conditions applies to the relationship, the same way in a marriage, amen. If you violate the terms and conditions, what do you expect? That's the damn do his part, I think, something like that, right? Love that way? But if somebody violates the terms, it ain't going to stay together. And, and Azariah goes on in the scripture says, amen, in, in Second Chronicles 15. Now for a long season, Israel had been without the true God and without the teaching priests and without law. But when they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found of them. And in those times were... No peace to him that went out, nor to him that came in. But great vexation was upon all the inhabitants of the country. And nations were destroyed of nations and cities of cities. For God did vex them with all adversity. Be ye strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak. For your work shall be rewarded. And when Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Odad the prophet, he took courage and put away the abominable idols out of the land, all the land of Judah and Benjamin, and out of the city which he had taken from Mount Ephraim, and renewed the altars of the Lord that was before the porch of the Lord. Notice he's getting things back right. Amen. And he gathered all Judah and Benjamin and the strangers with them out of Ephraim and Manasseh and out of Simeon, for they fell to him out of the out of Israel in abundance, which they saw that the Lord had his God was with him. So they gathered themselves together at Jerusalem in the third month and the fifteenth year of the reign of Asa. And they offered unto the Lord the same time the spoil which they had brought, seven hundred oxen, seven thousand sheep. And they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord God, their father, with all their heart, with all their soul, that, that whatsoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel shall be put to death. Amen. Whether small or great, whether man or woman. 
And they swore unto the Lord with a loud voice and with shouting, with trumpets, with cornet. And all Judah rejoiced at the oath, for they had sworn with all their heart and sought him with all their whole desire. And he was found of them, and the Lord gave them rest round about. Notice, when they got back to the conditions and terms, God gave them what they needed. God gave them the rest that they needed. Amen. Notice here, amen. If you're wearied or you're tired and you never seem to have rest, if you're despondent, if you're low self-esteem, hopeless, you have to ask yourself, am I violating the terms of God? Am I violating the terms that I agreed with God? If I need rest, what is the terms and condition? God says in Matthew eleven twenty-eight, come unto me, all ye that are labor in a heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So the terms and condition is, I must take God's yoke upon me. First of all, I've got to come. Amen. Isaiah says in Isaiah 55, Oh, everyone that thirsts, come ye to the waters, and he that have no money, come by wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread in your labor, for that which satisfy not? Hearken diligent unto me. Come, eat, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Come, incline your ear to me here, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. You see, God wants to be in a con- unity with you. He's made a vow. He's made a promise to you and I. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. I will be as close to you as the mention of my name. But I have to keep asking myself, am I violating the terms and conditions? Amen that I swore that I would do with him. Amen. He's going to do his part. He's just waiting on me to make sure that I continue to fulfill my part. Amen. Of the terms and condition. Because when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he says, surely blessed, I will bless you and multiply and I will multiply you. He's going to fulfill his responsibility. You just have to ask, am I violating the terms and the conditions? Did you read the contract? Come, take my yoke upon you. Amen. And what? Learn of me. Believe and obey God. Amen. When they then asked Peter, Paul, and Silas, Amen. What must I need to do to be saved? They said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and your house and you shall be saved. We've got to believe. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And he that believeth not shall be damned. Amen. We've got to believe what he says. We just can't say, I don't believe that. We've got to believe it. We've got to learn to listen to his word. Amen. This is why the psalmist says, This is my comfort and my affliction. Thy word has quickened me. God's word, amen, is the bond 
binding. It is in the contract. We need to know what's in the contract. You've got to read it every now and then, amen, to know. Every so often you might need to pull it out. Uh, sometimes my wife and I, we get into discussion about certain things that I'll go back and I'll say, let me see what the contract says. You know, how many of you buy appliances at Walmart? Anybody buy something at Walmart? Nobody ever buy appliances at Walmart? And you check out what do the girls use, excuse me, ladies use the ask your guys. You want a warning on that? You know, send it warranty, right? It's basically all it is. It's a contract. Say, you take it home. Oh, yeah, two bucks, sure. You buy it? And then you go home and you throw the book away. You pay $2 and you threw the book away. And then your appliance quit working. And then you can say Walmart stuff is junk. You know, and you throw it outside in the trash. You know, so oh, it's your fault. It is absolutely your fault. They're sitting back there waiting for you to contact them to tell them the thing is messed up. Because you've got the contract. You went into agreement with them. They says within this time period, if this thing stopped working, amen, and you have fulfilled and did right by this product, and you call us, we will replace it in a certain amount of time. Why? Because they have to fulfill the agreement. Because you bought the thing. You paid for it. And so what do you do? You throw it away instead of taking it back and get a new one. I mean, me and my wife has got more new coffee pots, you know, because of the hard water in lacrosse, it's going to clog up, you know. So we buy the $2 contract on, this, on the coffee pot because we love, drink a lot of coffee. I clean it like it tells me to clean it. But when the thing goes out within the time frame, if it's, I, I call them, you know, and the girl on the other line, she says, Mr. Parker, yep, I see where you registered. Yep, there's one in route to you. I said, well, what do you want me to do with this one? You know, you want me to take it back to the store? You know, you can throw it away if you want. Uh, they're fulfilling their end of the bargain because I'm doing my, fulfilling my end of the bargain. See? And so it's the same way in the spiritual realm. Amen. This is why James says, don't just be a hearer of the word. You've got to be a doer of God's word. You are in agreement with him. That's why that scripture is there, I believe. Amen. So that we stay in that relationship with him. Because as long as I do the word of God, amen, I'm going to be blessed. This is why the Lord told Joshua in Joshua 1. He says, don't ever let the word depart out of your mouth. He says, you meditate this in day and night. And what's going to happen? You're going to prosper. And you're going to have great success. So if I'm not prospering, and if I'm not having great success, I have to ask myself, Am I violating the terms and condition? Am I standing in the word of God? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the ways of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scoffer. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law that he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree, which by the rivers of water shall bring forth his fruit and his season, and his leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So I have to make sure 
sure I'm not violating the terms and conditions for my peace. Amen. If I'm not in peace and if I'm not in rest, I have to ask myself, if why don't I have peace? Am I got my focus on Him? Amen. If my focus is not on Him, I'm not going to have peace. Because why? The terms is, I will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon me. Amen. If I'm not having rest, I have to ask myself, am I yoked up with God or if I'm a yoked up with something else? Praise God. Amen. Jeremiah 6, 16, thus saith the Lord. Stand you in the way and see and ask for the old paths and where is the good way and walk therein and what will happen? You'll find rest for your soul. But they says, I'm not going to walk that way. So it's not God's fault. If you choose to go from what he says, it's not his fault. I'm sorry. You can walk around and say, you know, people leave the church all the time. Oh, God this, God that. You know, it's not his fault if you don't do what he says. You know, you will know. But they said, we will not walk therein. Also, I set watchmen over you, saying, hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, we will not hearken or hear, you nations, and know, O congregation, what is among them. Hear, O earth, behold, I will bring evil upon this people, even the fruit of their thoughts, because they hearken unto my words, nor to my law, but rejected it. Notice the terms and condition. He says, stand and see, and ask where's the old paths, and what? Walk therein. You see, there's a way you've got to stand. Stand therefore. Having your loins girded about with truth and having on the breastplates of righteousness and your feet shod with the gospel of the preparation of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation, which is the sword of the Spirit. Praying always. There's a way you got to stand. Put your feet on the rock. Amen. Get your mind made up. Stand. 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 Amen. You've got to stand strong. There's a way to stand. When the enemy has come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against them. There's no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Stand. Amen. When you feel like I've been beat up, knocked down, everything, stand. Still hold on. When you feel like you don't have the energy, stand. I remember in 1974, amen, there was a boxing match between Muhammad Ali and George Foreman in Zaire, Africa, and it was called the Rumble in the Jungle, amen. And Muhammad Ali had lost a couple of bouts, and George Foreman was now the world champion of the world at 25 years old, and they had this big match, amen. And Muhammad Ali knew that in order to beat Foreman, he had to use a new 
technique, and he called it the rope-a-dope. Amen. And what that is, is you let your opponent just hit you, but not cause any injuries, and cause you him to wear himself out. Amen. But he just stood. He just got away and moved back a couple of times. He let him swing. He let him hit, but he could do no injuries. But as Foreman wore himself down, swinging so much, trying to knock him out, he wore himself down. And as a result, at the end of the eighth round, Muhammad Ali hit him and knocked him out in the eighth round. He called it the rope-a-dope. That's what you got to do to Satan. You got to let that dope keep coming after you, and you just got to stand. Every now and then, you got to move a little bit with lift up holy hands and praise God. Ever so often, you've got to call upon the Lord. Amen. And allow Him to wear Himself out and allow God the opportunity to give you the power to give Him a side left and knock Him out and get rid of Him. You've got to stand. Praise God. Use the rope-a-dope on the devil. Amen. <laughs> praise God. There's a way to see. The psalmist says in Psalms 121, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made the heavens and the earth. The Lord will not suffer you to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. He that keepeth Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is the shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will preserve you. He will preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. You just got to look up. Amen. Just look up. Amen. Because your redemption draw nigh. There's a way to see this thing. Amen. Without a vision the people perish. You've got to know where you're going. You've got to know where you're headed. We're looking for a city who has foundation, whose builder and makers is God. Amen. And there's a way you got to walk. Amen. You've got to walk worthy of the Lord and to all pleasing. Then fruitful in every good work uh, and increasing in the knowledge uh, of God. This I say then, walk in the Spirit uh, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. We walk in wisdom towards them that without redeeming the time. Amen. Let's walk right. Let's be right. Let's continue to hold to our terms and conditions and the contract. Praise God. God is good. There is now no condemnation. What's the terms? <laughs> What's the conditions? Who don't walk after the flesh, but after the Spirit. If you walk after the flesh, you're going to have condemnation. So you have to ask yourself, am I being condemned? You know, there's people always blaming me for stuff. <laughs> yeah. Are you walking after the flesh or are you walking after the spirit? Terms and conditions here. Praise God. God's in agreement with us. So you have to ask yourself, am I in agreement with him? In Malachi 3, when God says, I'll divide your enemies for you, what was the terms? Bring all the tithes in the storehouse and prove me now, said the Lord, if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you will not have room enough to receive it. And what else? I will devour the enemy for your sake. Terms and conditions. 
You've got to fulfill them. Now, in our opening scripture, notice what God tells Solomon. You know, the thing is, a lot of times as Christians, we just focus on the promise. We don't focus on the terms and conditions. Every promise that God gives, you need to keep reading a little bit more because there's terms and conditions attached with it. Notice what he says to Solomon after Solomon dedicates this temple now. Solomon does all these sacrifices. He's praying. He's the king. He's got his hands sprayed out. Matter of fact, the Bible says after his prayer that the Spirit of God was so strong, the ministers couldn't even minister. God's presence was there. And this is what the Lord says to Solomon. And the Bible says, And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for an house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Now notice, now mine eyes shall be open, and my ear attentive to the prayer that is made in this place. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house, that my name may be there forever, and mine eyes and my ears shall be there perpetually. So God has said, Solomon, I'm going to watch. And I'm going to listen to see if you're going to do what you said. He says, now here, he says, if thou will walk before me as David thy father walk, and do according to all that I command thee, and shall observe my statutes and my judgments, then I will establish the throne of thy kingdom according as I have covenant with David thy father, said, There shall not fail thee a man to be ruler in Israel. Notice. It says, I'm listening, I'm watching. But here comes the kicker. Because this is where most people don't keep reading. But. Verse 17, if you turn away and forsake my statutes and my commandments, which I have set before you, and shall go and serve other gods and worship them, then I then will I pluck them up by the root out of my land, which I have given them, and this house, which I have sanctified for my name, will I cast out of my sight and will make it to be a proverb and a byword among all nations. And this house which is high shall be an astonishment to everyone that pass by it, so that he shall say, What hath the Lord done thus unto this land and unto this house? And it shall be answered, because they forsook the Lord God of their father, which brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, and laid hold on other gods, and worshipped them, and served them. Therefore, Therefore have he brought 
all this evil upon them. Notice, God says, if you don't do what you said, amen, I'm going to take my name off this place. I'm going to destroy it forever. Amen. And Israel did. Solomon started worshiping other gods. And he lost the kingdom. Amen. And so we need to realize, amen, that God's promises are true. Amen. And we have got to stay in that covenant relationship with him. Amen. We don't want to violate the contract that we made with him. I want to hear him in the end say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Amen. I want to be able to see, amen, what the Lord will do. Amen. God will work on my behalf and work on your behalf as long as we stay in the terms and the conditions that he has given for us. Amen. I want to see God do the miraculous. Amen. That's why I want to build my faith. Amen. Stronger and stronger in the Lord. Amen. This is why Peter on the day of Pentecost, when they asked him, men and brethren, what shall we do? He says, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins uh, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises is unto you and to your children and all that are far even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. The agreement. He says come into agreement with God. Uh, if you want what we have God will give you. Amen. The baptism of the Holy Ghost uh, is in the contract. Uh, amen. He has promised uh, that in the last days uh, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Uh, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, uh, you can have the Holy Ghost uh, because it's in God's contract. Uh, amen. And all you've got to do is let him put his name on you. And as a result of that, uh, amen, you can enter the covenant uh, with Almighty God. Amen. And we see, amen, how good God really is. Because when they turned to him, he was right there for them. Because he's going to fulfill his. Amen. It's just like with any company. When you're in agreement with the contract, they're going to do what they says. But a lot of times with companies, if you violate the contract, it's kind of hard to get back in with them again. Unless you make some strong restitution or you have some good excuses while you did what you did. Amen. But with God, he just says, just turn around. So you got to do is just repent. And you can go right back into the agreement all over again. And start afresh and anew. That's how good he is. That's the kind of company I want to be a part of. That's the one, amen, I want to sign my name with, amen. Someone that's going to be there for me, amen. Praise God, amen. In Judges chapter 6, verse 1, Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and God delivered them into the hands of the Midianites seven years. See, Gideon says, when the angel showed him, he says, if, if God is with us, then why is all this evil befalling us? And the angel says, hey, man. You guys ain't did what God says. That's why. So I have to ask myself, am I in violation of the contract? Amen. There's terms and conditions. So young folks, before you ever sign papers, make sure you read the terms and the conditions. Amen. Because 
You can keep yourself out of a whole lot of trouble sometimes when you know what's in the terms and the condition. Let's stand today. Amen. Praise God. How's your terms and condition with God today? Are you still in good standing in the contract or have you violated the contract? Amen. Is your contract still good? Or have you violated the contract? If you violated the contract, I want to encourage you before you leave. Repent and get back right with God. Amen. And get back into the agreement from the beginning so that you have the rest, so that you have the blessings, so that you have the peace and the joy that you need to operate every day. Amen. Because outside of it, he's not obligated to do anything for you. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Father, we exalt you. These altars are open this morning. Oh, Jesus, I praise you, Lord.